Welcome everybody to The Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports and extreme athletes and adrenaline junkies. We like to tell the stories of the past, the good, the bad, the ugly of what's happened and what we hope to see in your future. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Joined by my always jolly Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, how How you doing? doing? And also by our co-host sitting in the back over here, the world's youngest water skier, (laughs) Chad Briscoe. Let me take a selfie. How's it going? I, I put that in for He's him. He's got his own music now. Yeah. <laughs> that was, is that going to stick? That's like the first, when you pulled Shannon's music yeah. on the first time. Like, let me take a selfie. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a good one. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Well, whatever. Well, this episode, I, I wanted to get into um, a little bit. We, we haven't talked about this yet. And it's funny because I just got off the phone with a really good friend of mine. Uh, Jeff Brown, who was a skier at the ski school. But let me tell you yeah. kind of where it all came from. So when I left SeaWorld, uh, it was 1991. And the main reason I left SeaWorld was because I was the highest paid skier at the time, making like $15 an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. So much money. And it was like that was the top of the top. You had to be right. a ski one to get there, which a ski one meant you had to do flips, uh, uh, flips, helis, gainers off the ramp. You had to back barefoot. You had to uh, carry pyramid and do star doubles. And that was pretty much a ski one. You had gotcha. to be able to do every act in the show, basically. And that's the highest paid that you got. So I'm like, oh, my God, like 25 grand a year. This is my cap. Yeah. So at the time, they weren't letting a lot of new skiers do gainers and front flips off the jump, either at Cypress Gardens or at SeaWorld. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I had a ski school going kind of on the side anyway, and it was doing OK. And I said, you know what? It's time to go full time. So I went full time with the ski school. So now all of a sudden I'm at Lake Roy. And you know, uh, so the, for those of you that don't know, on the Winter Haven Channel Lakes, there's a main road that goes from Cypress Gardens right into the town of Winter Haven, and it has to go around this lake, and there's a hotel right on the lake. So I was like, well, this is going to be a perfect location for the ski school. Well, on the lake at the time lived a, a gentleman by the name of Ricky McCormick. Maybe you've heard of him. Big name, right? He's the, sure. He's broke the record for breaking the most records on water ever. He broke the record for breaking the for most breaking records? the most records. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he also, we talked about this a few episodes ago. He was the first one ever to do a double up. Okay. And the double up is when the boat turns around and hit its own waves. And if you time it right, you hit the old waves and your current wave that the boat's making. And it makes a huge center apex. Sure. And that was how the first flip was ever done off of, off of a wake. Okay. On, on anything. It was on a trick ski. Wakeboards weren't invented yet. Yeah. Ski boards. What is a trick ski again? So a trick ski is a, just a single board. Uh It's, it has to be less than one third the width of the length. Okay. So it's a single ski, your foot's forward. You have your back foot kind of crooked on it and you do all kinds of different tricks on it. And it's, it's the, it's the most difficult discipline on the water. If you, if you're a good trick skier, you can do anything. It's like, if you can play the piano, you can play any instrument. And trick skiing would be that of water skiing. Okay, once gotcha. You, once you're a good trick skier. Gotcha. So he had a jump on the, on the, on the lake, Lake Roy. And I was like, wow, maybe I could lease this jump. There was already a slalom course there. I mean, I was pretty much set up. I had the hotel to house people. Mm-hmm. So I got all my skis. I, when I first started the ski school there, I had a sandwich sign out by the road. And yeah. It was a two foot by four foot piece of plywood that I painted. Uh-huh. And I had some vinyl letters cut on it. It said $15 yeah. 
ski rides and I think kneeboard or something like that. Okay. And if people showed up for $15, I'd take them for a ski around the for lake. For a little and, spin. And then I'd go sit and wait for the next, for the next person. Yeah. Oh, my God. You wouldn't, like, try to schedule, like, 10 people at once or, well, you sure. know, have the boat full and we're take talking, them all? We're talking 1989. Oh, we, wow. We got no internet. Oh, We got no yeah. cell phones. You're, that's why you're, like, the got, sandwich board. It you're was like, so, you're yeah. like the hobo of skiing. That was like a like a computer sign up yeah. there. <laughs> that was, pretty big that was the best you could do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I had uh, probably run this for about a year, almost two years now. So we're getting almost mm-hmm. to 1991. And um, all of a sudden, this lady comes rolling up to my ski school. Now, I had a dock with a roof on it, a boat lift. The jump was there, the slalom course. Yeah. And the road would see this all day long. Okay. This lady pulls up in a wheelchair and she comes wheeling down the, the grass, you know, to my dock. And she says, um, I'd like to go over your jump if possible. In and the wheelchair? I, well, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about this. Maybe like, let me get a video camera. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> so she says, yeah, she goes, well, I ski for the U.S. disabled team. OK. And I said. Okay. Didn't know there was a U.S. disabled team. She oh, goes, wow. She goes, well, I would really like to go off your jump because I'm having a hard time with a lot of the ski schools that I go to. They won't let us go off the jump because of liability issues and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, well, I said, I don't know. Let me make a phone call. Now, at the time, I've got my a phone line run to this little, it was, it was a tiny little hut. It was maybe a third of the size of this room that we're in. Okay. And I had... I had jump skis and slalom skis and everything else. And then I had a little desk with a window that popped up. Mm-hmm. I had my telephone credit card machine. Cause you had to have the plug in phone line. Sure. And I had a little refrigerator in there and uh, I think I had a, a credit card machine. So, Oh, and a fax machine. There was a fax machine in there. Yeah. Cause I was, well, I was about to say, even your credit card machine is running off of a landline at this point. Oh, it's all landline. Yeah. Yeah. It's all landline. Everything's landline. Everything's like, Oh, hold on one minute. Yeah. Let me run your credit card. Exactly. Whee! Oh, and, and you had the, oh, you had one of those. You had the swipe across. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Remember on the episode a few ago, we talked about this guy, Billy Smelcher, yeah. that used to take those carbon copies uh-huh. and he'd fly to Pro Tour stops because the whole number was there. Oh, the whole yeah. number was on that. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If somebody, if somebody didn't take a receipt or if they just threw it away, right. you could pick something out of a garbage can and have a credit card number, expiration date, wow. name. So you guys are the degenerates that well, ruined it for us all. We didn't do it, but... Oh, but you know people who did. I know did. people who did. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So anyway, so Annie comes up and she goes, yeah, what would it take to go over your ramp? And I had yeah. just signed up with a new insurance company. And they had sent me a release form that everybody had to fill out. I had my own release form that people did, but this was another release form that they had. So I called them up and I said, hey, I just got somebody that wants to go off my jump ramp i yeah. didn't say wheelchair you know obviously sure i just said somebody wants to go off my jump am i okay as long as they pay me and sign a release form yes they are oh thank you what's your name <laughs> and i write down their name i write down the date the time yeah. and everything else i turn back to annie is her name uh and people that are watching right now that know this is annie o'brien and annie o'brien was the uh world champion for uh disabled skiing and jumping slalom and trick Okay? Wow. But at the time, U.S. had never won. They hadn't won anything. 
so this was a this is a worldwide thing. You said the U.S. had never won anything. Correct. So, so this is disabled skiing. You didn't even know it existed, and it was already worldwide. I, mean, I knew they did it, but I didn't know that there was a world championship. For yeah, them, yeah. You okay. know, and that they were competing. I mean, there was a nationals for the USA, and then the nationals qualified them to go to the worlds. And when they went to the worlds, I mean, there's the German team and the Irish team and the, you know, all of them. Wow, they're all there. So, uh, so I go, okay, yeah, looks like we're good. Looks like you can go off my jump. And she goes, well, does your jump adjust? And yeah, absolutely it does. So I had a hydraulic uh, mm-hmm. pump out there and I could raise and lower the jump and we had water to it and the whole deal. So we lower the ramp down to five feet. Mm-hmm. And I says, okay, uh, what do you want me to do? She goes, ah, well, we had buoys out there and you have, for jump buoys, you have a wide and a narrow um, split, which the, the two buoys are, um, God, I'm going to get this wrong. I know Chris Copeland's watching. Uh, Chris Copeland, if you're watching right now, type <laughs> how in how far that? the buoys are yeah. apart for me in a jump course, because I know you're watching. Um, Chad, keep an eye on that. Okay. Keep an eye on that, because i got to keep talking. But either way, they're, they're so, a yeah. certain amount apart. So she, yeah. so she says, I don't want you to drive in between the buoys. I want you to drive in between the furthest buoy and the jump, which is really about six feet from the ramp, five to six feet from the ramp. Okay. So that what that's going to do is keep her so that she doesn't have to lean out as far to get on the ramp. Okay. She's not cutting at the ramp at this time. I'm driving the boat and she lines up with the outside of the ramp and just flattens her ski out. Mm-hmm. Now she's drifting in the air back toward the boat. The, oh my God. If, if she'd get a slack line and when that board would hit, it would wham. It like she'd bounce. Uh-huh. And if she held on to it, great. But half the time it would bounce and one leg would come out and the other leg. And oh, my now, God. Let uh, me ask you. She, you said she's in a, a wheelchair. Yeah. So she was. So she, what does that look like on the water? She's is she sitting in a ski? Yeah. So it's, it's she's it, what's it called is a can ski, which means that they have a cage. So, so let me back up. Annie is uh, was qualified as a paraplegic, but she was actually the last of the polio babies. Mm-hmm. So she really never had a severed spine. She had polio, missed the shot by like six months. Oh. Yeah. But um, she was paralyzed pretty much from about, I would say belly button down. Okay. And it and she's pretty flaccid there. But we, we'd put, she had actually really short legs, which were to her benefit as well. You'd sit in a cage mm-hmm. and your knees would be higher than your butt. Okay. And then your feet would go. So into, you're almost sitting on your butt. On this ski. Correct. Gotcha. It's, it's a long board and with a cage that keeps you raised off the ski, maybe three inches, four inches. You adjust the strap. Gotcha. So the closer your butt is to the ski, the better. Yeah. Because that keeps your knees higher. Right, right. So that, it, like, if you're a, if you're um, paralyzed from the spine, you have no abdominals or back muscles. Mm-hmm. So you'd get pulled into your knees, and that's where you'd stop. Because mm. you couldn't pull yourself back. Right, right, so right. So you needed your knees to stop yourself, and that, that would give you your strength and your shoulders and everything to hold on. So what Annie was doing, since her legs were so short, if she bounced, sometimes a foot would come out of the ski. Oh, no. And, oh, my God. They didn't have well, it strapped in to where it stayed? Nope, nope. Oh, no. Nope. And she's just... She can't do anything. She's eating shit on yeah, some yeah. of these crashes, right? <laughs> right and right, I'm in the right. boat. First time I see this, I'm like, oh, my God. Like... You're like, no oh wonder why none of the schools yeah, were. I'm going to kill this woman. <laughs> and I just met her, and oh. I, but she's probably loving it. She's well, like, this is great. Like, we got to keep doing it. After, well, she's I trying to right. break the record. Yeah, yeah she, I want to get this right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, on the, on the, after the second jump, I just said to her, I says, hey, can I, can I give you some advice? Can I, can I give you a couple pointers? She goes, yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. So I'm like, well, 
let me just start with the same thing that we do. And I widen the boat up a little bit and I teach her how to build an edge into the ramp. Mm -hmm. So what that's doing now is creating momentum so that the line is staying tight as you leave the ramp. And now the line's pulling you the whole time into your landing. Right. So instead of falling out of the sky with a slack line, you actually have tension that's going to pull you the whole way and set you back yeah, down. Yeah, that the water. seems so much. More, that seems reasonable. But nobody had ever taught them that because most oh. of the disabled skiers, most of them hadn't skied before. Yeah. If you are a accomplished skier and then you break your back, sometimes it's hard to go ski again because you can't do it the way you used to do it. Right. So, but if you're in a wheelchair and all of a sudden there is something that you can do without your chair. That's exciting. Yeah, it's great. Because every other wheelchair sport, you're in your chair. Right, whether right. Whether it's tennis or whether basketball, it's basketball. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. Um, so now that she's cutting to the ramp and she's starting to softer landings, and all of a sudden she's adding 20 to 25 feet to all her jumps. Okay? And she's landing them. And she's landing them. And she's landing with a tight line. She's landing, leaning away from the boat a little bit so it's softer. Yeah. She doesn't bounce as much. Like, this is working. Yeah. So she, she trains there. We had a slalom course that she trained in and, um, trick skiing was another event that was good for me because I was wakeboarding was just kind of starting. Yeah. And instead the, at the time for a trick ski, they were using a knee board and a knee board is pretty wide edges. So, I mean, they could do one eighties and three sixties on the surface pretty easy, but it wasn't that easy for them to get air and do a one eighty. Mm -hmm. So we started putting them on wakeboards, which was a narrower mid body. And they started actually improving on their tricks quite a bit. So Annie was my first and she kills it in jumping. And now all of a sudden she's got wake tricks, like off the air tricks to land on the, on the, uh, yeah. on the wakeboard, which is now a trick ski. Uh, really quickly, yeah. Chris Copeland finally chimed in. He said, sorry, he's been away, uh, <laughs> but uh, 45 feet, maybe 45 feet inside yeah, first and, ball. and 60 feet outside, 60 feet outside. Yeah. yeah. So, so what that means is from the center. Thank you, Chris. Uh, from the center of the ramp, it's 45 feet to the first ball yeah. and 60 to the second. So sure. you've got 15 feet in between. And when you're driving regular jumpers, you say you want a narrow split, which would be right on the 45 ball, mm -hmm. or you want a mid split, which would be between the 45 and 60 or a wide. Okay. okay? But she's actually wants to go in between inside the 45. Right, boot. right, right, right. So that was, that would be a ramp split that we gotcha. call. Thanks, Chris. So <laughs> <laughs> That's the benefit of going live. People yeah, listening live. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so then, um, all of a sudden they go to the, uh, tournament and Annie sweeps and the U S for the first time just wins. kills it. Yeah. The, the, for the first time the U S wins the overall because of Annie skiing at that event. Yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden my school gets blown up. They're like, where'd you learn? Who, who coached you? Yeah. All of a sudden I got the Irish team. I got the German team. I got wow. the French team and, and they're all coming over and, it was unbelievable because I never saw that coming. You know, I, we've talked to some of the episodes before on how important it is to, to keep your funnel open, right? Mm -hmm. through, through life, how you never, you want to be on the edge of your funnels. If you're, if you're riding up the middle, you know, you want to, you want to keep yourself open to whatever else can happen. And without Annie rolling down that day, you know, it, it, it never would have happened. And, and so you went on to coach a uh, lot of disabled skiers. It was unbelievable, Mike. Wow. I mean, for, for the next year, You'd come to my school and there was legs over here. There's eyeballs over here. There's arms. <laughs> there's, we had right. prosthesis all the, everywhere. All the prosthesis. Yeah. yeah. It was wow. everywhere. But the cool yeah. thing about it is, yeah. I mean, how many, even nowadays, how many times do you, do you go to do something? Yeah. And you have disabled people there doing it with you. 
Right. Well, the, what's really cool is that they're able because I would have never known. Right. Like if I if I hadn't talked to you about this right now, that sure. it was something that they could do. And there might be some people who either know a disabled person or somebody with a prosthetic yeah. that also didn't know right. whether they, they are currently disabled or know someone who is and go, hey, yeah. did you know that you could do this? Right. Like, that's pretty cool, I yeah. think. So way to go. I yeah. mean, you know, it awesome. was it was it was dumb luck that, that it happened. But what was exciting for me is what that opened into from there. We had um, quadriplegics that would come. Now, a quadriplegic, you know, at the neck, they can move their arms usually, but usually their hands are a little bit, you know, very uh, minimal hand movement, yeah. but mm-hmm. usually arm movement. So, but the other thing with a quadriplegic, a lot of people don't realize is they can't cough. Mm-hmm. You can't cough water up if you have it in. Oh, God. Also, you don't sweat. Really? Yeah, so think about this. You can't be left sitting in your chair in the sun. You can actually overheat. Your temperature can overheat and it can wow. kill you. So you've got to keep that into consideration all the time. Now, is that for every? Or, Pretty much or every like quadriplegic. Like a condition that some have. When you're, when you're, when you're, uh, when you're, uh, what am I trying to say? You're, when you sever your neck that high up your mm-hmm. spinal cord, you lose a lot of your nervous uh, control, your nervous wow. system. So that, that includes sweat glands. That's the sweat glands is included. Wow. In that. Yeah. Holy so moly. what we would do now when we had, Sometimes you'd get a kid, right? Sometimes you get an 18-year-old kid that got in a car crash. Mm-hmm. It's all of a sudden a quadriplegic. And we want to put him on the ski for the first time. They had a peg that would hook to the front of the ski. When I say they, Annie had already started a school for disabled skiers. Mm-hmm. And they were doing the best they could with the equipment that they had. Sure. They had a bigger ski with a slit in the front of it that the rope would sit through. And a peg that you would have a peg in the rope and it would just hook on the ski. So now... You could get the kid up by skiing next to him on a pair of jump skis and you'd get him up and the peg would just pull him down the lake. It's fun to get an experience, but they can't really do anything because the peg's pulling from the front of the ski. Yeah. So when you try to cut out with the ski, the peg is constantly pulling the ski back to center. Right. So you can't, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you can't really angle the board to go out the wake. Well, because I skied at Cypress Gardens and SeaWorld, we used to do the, the pairs lifts with the girls. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we have a harness on. So there's a harness around our back and the rope is pulling from our chest. Okay. And then there's a release in the boat. So if I fall, somebody releases the rope from the boat. So I don't get dragged. Right, right, right. So the same thing happened with the quadriplegics. We started to put a harness on them. So I had this one kid. He was, um, oh, he had to be 24 years old and he started skiing and he, he, he had balls. Got pretty good at it. Yeah. He had balls the size of church bells. He wanted to jump. (laughs) Right? Yeah, he wanted to jump the wake, and he wanted to start getting air. Even as a quadriplegic, oh, he yeah. was the one. He to didn't do this. care. He was ready to he rock didn't and care. roll. He was twenty-four years old. You know, he was in the peak of his life, and he was an adrenaline junk, and he wanted yeah. to go. And luckily, I'm close to the same age at the time. And who was I to say no? He, you know, he pulled me aside one time and said, "You know what? If this kills me, I'm happy. I'm doing it." You know. Yeah, but you're I'm lucky. Like, this is like the early nineties. I know you get so you I get know so soon right now. Know, like they were like, I don't care what he said yeah. or how he said yeah. it. You ruined my son's yeah. life. But luckily, we never had an incident. So what I would, I yeah, would always make it great. that I yeah. skied with him. You know, yeah. I, and I'd have a, a good person on the pin, and I'd ski next to him, and he would jump. And if he fell out of his ski, I'd have to get out of my handle and start swimming and get to him fast enough so I could roll him back over. Oh my God. But I'd always stay close enough. I yeah, mean, yeah, I was a good yeah. enough skier at the time that, that I could do that and stay with him. But but it was amazing how it just spawned all these different yeah. this different avenues for disabled So, so he was able to do it. He did it. He jumped. Yeah, he was eventually. jumping. He was, he was jumping, jumping wake to wake. 
Really? Yeah. Now we had to shorten his line. He was jumping wink to yeah. wink. What he was doing is, if you are watching right now, I know some of you are just listening, but if if you can see, I put my arms on the edge of my chair. So you yeah. imagine the ropes pulling him from the center of his chest. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can use my arms enough to to, to lean, to lean my yeah, body try, yeah. and mm-hmm. get where I need to go. And sometimes you even have enough grip that maybe you could hook your your wrist under the cage mm-hmm. to hold yourself from flying out of the ski when you jump. Right, but he figured it out. You know, he figured out his own way, and he was jumping wake to wake, and I'd, I'd ski next to him the whole time. Wow, and it was awesome. And then get this, then we'd have blind. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a blind guy that learned how to jump. Okay, how was that possible? Crazy, right? So what we would do is actually ski with them. Actually, what I would do first is, and this was the scariest part for me. Anytime I coach a disabled skier, mm-hmm. I would put myself in their shoes because yeah. how can I coach until I know what you're going through? Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it was just in a sit ski, like a parallel so wait, wait, sit wait. ski, are you telling me you would throw on a blindfold and go skiing? Oh, really? I went over the jump blindfolded. It was the scariest, what? by far the scariest thing I've ever been through in my life. How? Oh, How? it's horrible. Here's here's what's worse. Like yeah. okay, like as a blind person, I can only imagine yeah. that you've kind of developed. I mean, if you've been blind for a while, you know they say that you can develop your other senses to kind of sure. get a get a sense of where you are in right. space. Uh, you know, if you feel a table, you remember where that table is right. as you walk away from it or around it. Yeah. Um, things like that. So sure. I can as, I can assume, and and obviously I don't know, but if somebody is blind, has yeah. been blind for a while, they can get a feel for where they're at on the water, where the wake is going to be. Wake, But sure. if you are reliant on your vision, <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly you throw a blindfold on, yeah. it's like throwing you into a pit of snakes. It's, you have no crazy. idea where you're at. Yeah. So actually, you you do get a side skier, yeah. but the skier is not allowed to go over the ramp with you. Okay. You. I, so what I would do is I would ski next to somebody, and I would ski on the inside And you would just them. be like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes, yeah. here you go, you okay, go. here comes the ramp. Here <laughs> but what I would first do is we would wow. go out to the ramp without the, we would get in the boat and go yeah. out to the ramp and get on it and just walk on it. On the ramp. And walk, feel it. You know, feel yeah. the angle See, that's of it. what I'm talking feel about. Yeah, you can feel is. what's going you know? on with it. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I would have them jump off the end of it, just to the water, just to kind of get a feel of how long it takes, just jumping off with your feet to, yeah. where, to where you land again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not going to be the same when you're behind the boat. Of course not, because you're getting drugged, you're going you get, a lot you're, faster. You're blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least you kind of, you feel it. You feel sure. How, how, what angle do I have to stand at to stay level on this? Yeah. How, how much are my feet flexing back against my shins to right. stand here? Mm-hmm. So um, Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this worked out. You were able to make him jump it. But how did you learn to coach this? Did you have to look something up? Or did nope. you just learn? I blindfolded myself. No, no, no. I mean... That's how. I'm, I swear, I know. No, no, no. There's I, no I way. There's so, no way to figure it. The okay. only way to figure it out is trial and error. Luckily, Annie, she was my guinea pig a lot. Yeah. You know, I, the first time we taught him how to cut to the jump, she was my guinea pig. Yeah. And she says, yeah, I'll try anything at this point. Yeah. And we had success. Wow. Not that much different from able body skiing. You sure. Know, you know, of when, course. When Zane was trying double front flips, nobody's ever done it. Yeah. You know, and no, still nobody's done double front flip off the jump. There's a couple people trying, but uh, it was trial and error. Same yeah. thing. So it really wasn't that much different. But for the blind, I would blindfold myself and I'd get myself a side skier. And what we would do is the side skier would be on the inside, the boat side, mm-hmm. so that you could kind of keep pressure. Yeah, of course. They can't miss the ramp because you're going to keep them so that they get on it. Yeah. And then before you get to the ramp, you ski out of the way and they're they're on their own. Of course, yeah. But if, if, I'm, if I'm on the outside trying to pull them out, 
then they could miss it. So let me but, ask you this. Yeah. When you were blindfolded and you had a skier pushing you towards the ramp, yeah. oh. how many times did you eat shit? Oh, actually, I... I only crashed, I think, twice because I had, I was already an accomplished jumper. Okay, gotcha. A lot of these blind guys had never been off a ramp before that I'm teaching. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, I knew the feel of the ramp and I knew how to land. But when you can't see your landing, oh, my God, it feels like forever. Like, it feels like, and it's only five. I can only imagine. Oh. Just, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just, <laughs> just imagine, and, and, and I'm, uh, this is a, maybe a little bit of a, a wild uh, analogy, yeah. but imagine that we were to get a ladder, go up on the roof, sure. and jump off onto the ground yeah. right now. Eight feet down, it's not going to hurt you. You might you Depends know, on how many beers you got in. <laughs> well, that's true. But uh, you could do it just jumping off. And yeah. now imagine doing that exact same thing yeah. blindfolded. Blindfolded. I don't care yeah. who you are or how yeah. many times you've done it. Yeah. That's going to be different oh it's way different. every time it's way different it's unbelievable and your ears are actually a huge part of your balance in that so mm-hmm. you know if you are blind for a long time you do develop the you other do develop senses. some sure. balance in your ears to kind of know which way is upright but yeah i had this one guy his name was harry and he what a sad story this is like such a great guy once you know him so but the story of how he became blind he was in vietnam mm-hmm. his battalion got ambushed everybody died except for him. Oh my God. Lost both eyes. Wandered around Vietnam for three days before, really? before somebody found him. Wow. And survived it. Okay. And that's a real true story. Real true story. Wow. Thank you for your service. If you're still, yeah, actually, absolutely. Harry, wow. Harry, Harry, Harry was awesome. So, um, he comes to the school and he's training for the, for the tournament, for the mm. world's. So he's already a, a good jumper. We're trying to add some distance. So now this is crazy, right? We talked about Annie starting to cut at the ramp. How about the blind guys? Same thing. We got to yeah. teach you how to start moving at the ramp. Changes everything. So Harry was doing great. He was one of the best jumpers I had. And uh, we go to the tournament, and the tournament happened to be in the U.S. that year. <laughs> this is funny. So the uh, all the blind skiers, disabled or not, they have to wear blindfolds, which is kind of crazy because there's three different levels of blind. You had your, okay. You had your oh right, visually, sure. legally, blah blah blah. Exactly, yeah, sure, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you had total blind. Right. Well, the total blind guys have to wear either blacked out goggles or a, some some. They have to have something just so, to so, prove so it evens prove the playing field. Right. Yeah. It evens the playing field. Got it. Harry showed up. His bag. One of his bags didn't make it on the airplane. Uh oh. And he doesn't have his. It doesn't have his goggles. So they're like, Harry, sorry. We're not going to, you can't ski today. He goes, how's this? Clunk. <laughs> Clunk. He pops them out. He pops both eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> they're all. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they're all, wow. they're all slimed up and he oh. sets them down on the judge's table and he looks at me and smiles with just hollow. Oh. <laughs> I'm wow. like, Harry, it looks good. Looking good to You're me, bud. You're looking good, buddy. <laughs> You're going to be able to ski today. <laughs> and they did. And they, wow. and they let him ski. It's tough to fight. That's that awesome, man. Yeah. But well, uh, what a what a great story to end. What a on. run, huh? That's that's amazing. It really yeah. is. I yeah. got to give kudos to you for doing it. Like that's something I loved it. That's something that I don't think, I don't think. I mean, I would imagine that a lot of coaches haven't had the privilege or the honor of it doing is, it. It really is, is helping privilege pe- because yeah. it is. Yeah, because you're helping people who are disabled or disadvantaged yeah. to really prove that they're not yeah. disadvantaged. That you they know what can it shows you do, do things that you can do. I was the guy that I'd be out training for my runs, right? For, for the X games or for whatever. Yeah. And I'm doing the same trick over and over again and I'm missing a trick and I'm slamming the water and I'm screaming as loud as I can and I'm pissed off. And I'm like, then I go coach somebody disabled 
and they get up for the first time. Yeah. And you're like, all right, let's put things in perspective. You know, right, that's, you know, right. That's, uh, yeah. that's is, pretty awesome, man. But pretty you, awesome. you know, the other cool part of it, Mike, was the, the media loved it. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about putting me on the map, take a disabled skiing. Now, we're, again, before internet, right? Before anybody could make a video that they wanted, the news loved it. So they'd come out to the school all the time and they'd video somebody that was maybe an amputee or maybe whatever they were. And it, it, it was amazing. Hold on, hold on. We've got we've we got pick, problems. We pick one live episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're knocking. Oh, they're literally knocking hold on the on, door. We're videoing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Wayne Carroll's, by the way, Wayne Carell's. Yeah, Dave. Wayne Carroll's. Yeah, he's Carroll's? a huge yeah. fan. He was one of our first Patreons. Hey, Wayne. Oh, hey, Wayne. How are you, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry. Finish what you were saying, and we'll just wrap things up. Well, we still got to do the break. We we still got to do the no, break. No, we're already at thirty minutes. We're already at thirty and minutes. I'm about okay, to pee what, did, my what pants. did Wayne ask? What did Wayne? Uh, he ask? just said Dave taught me to jump. That's all he asked. Oh, right on. Yeah, he was yeah. just giving you props. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne is actually. We're gonna get Wayne on sometime because he's a fitness instructor as well, and he's he could yeah. have a lot of good things this time of year on what people should be doing. Yeah. to stay in shape and get ready for skiing again. So. Well, I can't say it enough, man. I think that that story, like, I'll be honest, when you were like, hey, we should talk about disabled skiing. I was like, I don't yeah, no know idea. Yeah. what you mean by that. But yeah. I, I think it was really and, cool. I'd lo- really like to say Annie O'Brien, she passed away on us a few years ago. But before she did, we had a celebration of life. We took my pontoon boat over. We put her chair on there. And we went around and told all the old stories. Oh, that's awesome. And two weeks later, she passed. But it was what a good send off. That's great. Yeah. Man. So that's this, this cool. episode is dedicated to Annie O'Brien. And we love you and we miss you very much. And uh, hey, keep going. Thank you for watching, everybody that's watching today. Really appreciate you coming on. Please go on uh, your social media and like us. Uh, the ratings are huge, right, Mike? You were saying that the five-star oh, rating. Yeah, it's, it's the so ratings important. are a giant thing. Yeah. yeah, so please keep doing that. If you want more, we, we did a funny Patreon the other day. The bonus episode was just us, 10 o'clock at night. A few adult beverages and we had some fun with it. So, uh, and the only way you can hear it is to become on a Patreon. It's a only Patreon, two yeah. bucks. It's only two bucks a month. There you go. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So on behalf of Chad Briscoe, Chad, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I kind of just sat back and listened this episode. <laughs> it but was good, though. Yeah, I had a couple questions, but he, he answered them as he was going. So <laughs> we're all good. Right on. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I really appreciate you guys for watching. Thanks. This is Layla. Say hi, Layla. We appreciate you guys, and thanks. Catch you next time on The Outside Edge.